Not exactly radio. Here we are again. It's good stuff. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we had the opportunity to talk about Run the Jewels uh, last week, uh, and we're kind of going to expand on that and then some in this episode. Uh, hey, what's up? It's me, one of your hosts, Benny K, and Tony. Uh, no justice, no peace, no Tony. No Tony. That's it. That's some good stuff right there. And as always, uh, we bring our favorite guy, Kevin Gazmi, back to the show. What's up? Uh, I don't know if we're bringing him back. I think he is just, remember, it's not exactly radio with Benny K and Tony, just Tony, and Kevin. And introducing Kevin. I will update the graphic okay. eventually. That is one of my Rona tasks now that the <laughs> lockdown will last indefinitely. Uh, yes. By the way, uh, I sent in our audition for the Fallout uh, series. Like I'm trying to be one yeah. of the radio shows because remember in the fall, mm-hmm. you know, remember that radio show? Yeah. Like uh, what, 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 it was what, like what? three dog. Ow! Yeah, there we yes, go. As someone yeah. who's yeah. played all of the Fallout games, <laughs> you know me. So I sent in our <laughs> I audition like, tape. No, dude. <laughs> I did send in our audition tape. The uh, we did make the final considerations list, but we don't have a mutant host like uh, uh they they kind of want a super mutant kind of super mutant and human host like kind of interaction so didn't make you know cut. i feel like i kind of take up the power of super mutant i, I feel like i'm <laughs> a super mutant in our group so i feel like we could do this come on let's just do it um but yeah we're here again today uh we wanted to uh i don't even know how to explain it it's really i don't want to say it's hard to talk about because i mean it shouldn't be but, like, we wanted to just talk about um, all the uh, protests, the stuff that's going on right now considering or concerning uh, police brutality and systemic racism. And we wanted to make a playlist of artists uh, that have been talking about this for either recently or uh, for the past, I don't know, a long time. Like, our, our, our playlist kind of ranges. So it's, like, it's scary to see that this has been a thing for the longest time, especially with the uh, range of how many times somebody talks about this situation. Wow. Um, and we also wanted to give a little shout-out to some of our Milwaukee uh, uh, artists as well because they do a lot of good work, and they've been doing a lot of good work for the city as well. I think the idea here is, uh, well... You know, tomorrow's July 4th, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel good to celebrate, you know, just because no, we got rampant unemployment, just the coronavirus is wrecking so many places. And just on top of that, somehow, you know, coronavirus brew a 3-0 lead to racism and it's <laughs> we're just again. Wow, what a way of putting it. <laughs> again, we're just being reminded that the real threat to uh, most people, you know, a lot of our people, a lot of our most vulnerable people, is just that, and just uh, again, just the coronavirus uh, crisis just raised that banner and made it even more obvious uh, just how much work we have to do and. Uh, one of the most things I really like seeing is the idea of white silence is uh, white violence. Um, I'm starting yeah. to see that a lot more, like in my neighborhood, my little suburb. I'm proud of uh, Wauwatosa. We're getting way more integrated. I can see way more uh, 
variation of our um, of my neighbors. But also another thing is is a lot of our white neighbors uh, have lots of signs supporting the movement now. And yeah. uh, again, uh, white silence is white violence. Uh, that one is. I mean, that's what it is. Is just instead of silently supporting, it's time to basically raise the banners and say who you know, and let us know. Like that's what it's important. So it is important to have. Like I like having the suburb full of all these signs. Me and Hugo walk through all these blocks, so it's not just my block. I'm seeing all <laughs> these different Black Lives Matter signs, and it's beautiful to me because it's like it shows that. You know, because the whole thing is, again, <laughs> this could last. We could talk about this for the rest of the year and we would still, you know, have oh, time sure. because the whole thing is, is like, uh, I mean, the suburbs itself, the creation of the suburbs was a racist project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, get away from all the black and brown people. Let's all go move to the suburbs. White flight. So White that's flight. the other thing. Redlining, too. all that shit. So it is important to see my suburb not, you know, being against that grain and saying, please, you know. You know, there's also the other signs where it has, you know, in Arabic and Spanish and English of all are welcome here. I like, you know, so mm-hmm. all those signs, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so, but yeah, white science, white violence. So that's why we want to still talk about it. But also three white dudes on a music podcast don't want to talk <laughs> like we're going to solve racism. Absolutely. So let's just talk that's about not... music that talks about what's going on and just helps you feel passionate. keeps that passion up because that's what it is for me, right? I mean, I guess yeah. that's why the three of us are going to listen to RTJ4 all year. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Because really, year, like, seriously. it's hard to listen to anything else right now. Because it's mm-hmm. just, it's what's going in, on in my head the whole time anyways, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm guessing it's the same for you guys. <laughs> yeah, no. You guys been it's, bumping it's, this playlist I mean, in RTJ4, basically? Yeah, it's pretty much been this. <laughs> I think every once in a while I would, like, you know, throw on some Tom Waits just to make sure I, you know... But I still like just to chill just into it. Stop, like a L- little bit just of just to chill food. into it. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, it's, w- it's also, weird because my comfort uh, food has been going back to Rage Against the Machine albums, so it's not really been <laughs> switching up really any of the messaging. But just right, right. I, I don't know. So yeah, we spent the week contributing tracks to a playlist that is empowering, passionate, justifiably angry music we listen to as we dream of a more equal tomorrow. Um, yes, so sh- shout out to, in, uh, so we're going to, at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about, uh, the local, <laughs> our local guys, right? The top of the hour. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a news broadcast, man. Top of the hour. Yes. You hit yeah, your I local know, I, stories. <laughs> I'm aware of what top of the hour means. It's just like, we don't really have a top of the hour. It's just kind of whenever someone listens. the top. Of, yeah, anyways, I'm sorry. Hey, I'll stop if, if, if you're listening to this podcast, stop it right now. Come back to it when it's like <laughs> just when the when the church bells are tolling. You're six, you're five, you got uh, your four o'clock, play. and then then you can hit play. That's when you can go. That's when you can go. So now that we're I at the top of the hour, ben for pink. that's listening, I tickled them pink by <laughs> saying top of the hour. <laughs> that just All might right. be the heat yes. happening, but <laughs> it so, might be Jesus Christ. So shout out to um, the black and brown artists that make Milwaukee a thriving music community. And all the respect to our local organizers. Um, I mean, there's way more, but like, just start with uh, finding Frank Nitty's page, and from there, you'll branch oh, yeah. out into uh, the world of our <laughs> local organizers that are keeping everybody out there, keeping everybody safe, keeping everybody on message. Uh, yes. And then uh, let's talk about these uh, tracks th- coming from our neighbors. 
That's it. Um, so we've been in contact with Cardiac to Pulse. Uh, we wanted to be him to friend be on of the, the show for a friend of the pod. We wanted him to be on the show, but then uh, Corona kind of happened, and mm. he's actually been working the front lines because I think I believe he's still working at a hospital right now, uh, doing his thing. So thank you, thank you for that, Cardiac to Pulse. Uh, his name is Anthony. I should just say that. Um, a good dude. Uh, he Breaking he hit me up after. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, I don't. I don't, I don't think rappers have as much kayfabe as <laughs> wrestlers. <laughs> it still make. It still makes sense. I, I will just continue calling him Mr. DePulse from now on. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, he hit me up uh, after we released um, our RTJ4 episode, and then he's like, "Hey, you should check out this track that uh, Trey and I did. Trey, another good dude. He came on the show. We talked about Purple Rain. That was pretty cool. Definitely suggest listening to that episode." Purple Rain um, and Thanksgiving, because I still remember hitting him with a oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving dish hyper specific, and he's like, "What did I sign up for?" <laughs> yeah, because then he say he said like you you like something, and he said that sucked, and it was hilarious. Oh, it's like banana flavored shit. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, so <laughs> Mr. DePulse, he came with me. Uh, he came at me with this track, um, the Black Dollar, uh, that he and Trey, uh, and there was another artist on it. I'm sorry, the name is kind of escaping me right now. They released it in 2016, and it was just talking about how you know how powerful uh the black dollar is like if if uh businesses didn't have uh you know people spending money there then they wouldn't exist and he said that they should think about their power uh Mm -hmm. with their dollar and how they could take away that power just by not spending their money and i think it's i think it's absolutely correct like i think it's good thing like he, he did it in 2016 but i still think i still think it holds up right now and i think it's just a, a really well done track and it's uh and we get into it with our playlist like uh, it's like kendrick uh lamar is definitely somebody that uh, explores this but others of the idea of well you guys look at us and you see dollar signs because of all the t- entertainment and all the talent we provide but then in seeing us like that you're just dehumanizing us and it's that idea too of well you know our you know like yeah it's just this idea of yeah uh, black people are very profitable but at the same time the the culture is a uh, uh, product to be consumed exactly uh, versus being seen as actual people like it's a byproduct of the fact that, you know, being a capitalist society, also having a bit of celebrity worship, we, uh, as the en masse, uh, look to consume, and when we're bored with something, throw it away and not really care about the uh, livelihood of some of these people after uh we get through with them. We're we're done with our brand shiny new toy. We want something new, and yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of specifically to black communities, a uh, whole bunch of uh, uh, racist undertones with that 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 there's still this uh, lingering cloud of slavery and just viewing these people as things as opposed to individuals yep with uh yeah absolutely and then uh and then like we were talking before we recorded uh just how um 
you know, the whole Redskins thing. We might finally, sorry, uh, but, you know, the Washington football team might finally get its name changed. And because companies yeah. like Nike are finally putting pressure on them because they know the black dollar's freaking important, you know? <laughs> like, that's yeah. the thing is, like, at least now, and uh, again, that's by raising the banners and letting companies know because those companies, they aren't our friends. They still want to make money. They still want as the track is the black dollar um and so now at least that's another thing of i feel at least there's a lot of sources for no hope but some of the hope is again that now our voices are so powerful that even companies like nike are like oh shit don't want to piss off uh don't want to piss off uh the people that are spending their money here it's not people with mega hats that are going to the nike store <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh so uh i think uh it's time to you know so i think that's even right there the black dollar at work so yes let's continue so I, I oh yeah no no but yeah no, thank no, you i was, I was gonna thank you <laughs> our boys cardiac e-tray um that's spanish for entree uh Oh, next okay. one was, <laughs> I was uh, like, I'm like what <laughs> next one is Gorilla Ghost uh, immigrant yeah. song from the upcoming album at the end of this month we get what we deserve this one was cool as hell wasn't it holy shit the beat on that like right in the beginning just punching you in the face I loved it so much it's like nine inch na- like it's uh, downward spiral nine inch nails type of shit just like nice. grimy and just makes you feel like you're in a hole screaming to get out um, but yeah, it's it's called Immigrant Song. Um, yeah, no. Uh, sorry, I didn't write down who the vocalist is, but he did explain that uh, he saw he was watching videos of ICE being terrorists, basically uh, the Gestapo mm-hmm. separating a little daughter from his her father and her her bawling for her father and that kind of stuff of course it just makes you want to take up arms against this tyrannical government but uh yeah <laughs> i'm one dumbass um but it's just it's horrible and like he just nails his explanation of course just because this is just <sighs> it's it's terrible um but that's what his song is and the album we get what we deserve you know again and like his album's gonna be full of songs like this that hit you hard because right now there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of bad things happening yeah. to a lot of people. I can't wait for. And uh, I can't wait for that to drop. Yeah, so it, it's heavy, and it's as heavy as it should, should be um, when discussing that topic. Um, mm-hmm. Our next one, we got Emmett James uh, with Black Gold. Uh, now this is on the opposite spectrum. This is empowering. Um, came out a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and it's uh, it's a celebration of. Uh, you know, it's a celebration of their people. Black gold. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, I, I think uh, we need that kind of thing, and I think we have a couple tracks on our playlist that kind of have mm-hmm. that that same feel, where it's just like, you know, celebrate it, keep fighting, keep doing it. You're going to be on the right side of history, and I feel like this kind of is on par with that. Yep, it's a great song. Um, yeah, it would have it fit right into this playlist. And then uh, our buddy Twan Mack dropped "Born for This" uh, yeah. today. Recently? Yeah, today probably, because yeah, today's Friday. Uh, 
Yes. It does say it was posted July 3rd, so I'm guessing it was today. That's it. There we are. Um, our buddy, uh, Tuan Mack, uh, we both have met him, uh, been bartended while he performed one time, and then we uh, he hosted he hosts Big Beat, MKE, for uh, breaking yeah. and entering. Very talented dude. Definitely suggest checking out his music. Yep, and he does an awesome job of emceeing because he is funny and charismatic. You want to be his best friend. Like when he no, daps, he's super good. Like he's one of those people when you dap when he daps you up, you just feel special. <laughs> yeah, like I got a dap. No, I remember, from I remember when I like when I'm like <laughs> hearing him while he was uh, hosting and everything, and then going up to him afterwards, and be like, "Hey, you performed at Red Dot that one time." He was like, "Oh, dude, sick, awesome!" And then like he like gave me a little hug and everything. It was super cool. Yeah, so good dude, good song, uh, talented man. Uh, so now. Very talented man. Uh, that was born for this, and now we get to our uh, own little playlist. Let's get into the playlist. We have five songs per person uh, that we thought would go really well, uh, and we should release this playlist. I know I've been really bad at releasing the playlists that we the playlist that we make, but this one I'm doing it. I'm gonna release this. Gonna one. I'm gonna release this one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna release the other ones. I promise. Gonna it's gonna say, be great. Our um, summertime playlist uh, still has to be updated with the comment uh, corner suggestions. Oh, it does. Oh. but maybe we don't release that one until we get that one set up. Uh, yeah, and then the boy band, well, not the boy band, the pop pop, pop punk one. Yep. Um, all right, sorry. Let's just let's go into our takes here. We have five songs, Kevin. Let's hear your five songs. We these were awesome. Uh, so when we were coming up with this, the five that came to mind for me were pretty much no brainers right off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. Fever three 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 kicks it off uh, with their song supremacy. They put it out. Yeah. Let me just make sure here that I've got the date right. Uh, it came out on June 8th, so about a month old now, but just as we were getting into uh, the swing of things with the Black Lives Matter movement and protests, uh, or has it been longer than a month now? Time has no meaning yeah, anymore. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. it, 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 it really... Uh, yeah, that was probably late May um, late May is when uh, the tragedy occurred so yeah that was 10 days in okay um, uh, right May 25th is uh, George murder is George's murder yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like you know we uh, Tony and I actually talked about one of their newest albums last year uh, from fever 333 mm-hmm. and like when I saw them live they were Strength very in numbers. Uh, uh, very uh, strength in numbers. Thank you. They were very vocal about their performances and uh, performances, and very uh, they big advocates of social justice and uh, and and I could just feel that energy. But then when we listened to Strength in Numbers, it kind of like doubled down everything, especially like the track Inglewood, which I cannot get out of my head ever because it was so good and so powerful about how being brought up uh, in like a poor neighborhood, but still you know getting like surviving and, and, and able to do other things but still like the struggle is there and like the ish, people shouldn't forget that there is a struggle uh, unnecessarily uh, if I remember correctly back during that episode Tony brought up a really great point at how uh, the band really cuts through a lot of the like flowery metaphors that some uh, bands can get into when they're trying to deliver uh, uh more political messaging that they're they're very direct and 
this one here really cuts through the bullshit of like trying to mask it in like either metaphors or get like really uh highbrow with a lot of the language and it's just like this is the state we live in it's been a state fueled by white supremacy basically since the beginning uh it's time we reconcile with it it's uh, absolutely it's pay their pathos are always top notch it's always to 10 and uh that's why it's like they're a little new metal actually <laughs> to me but i don't give a shit like just because the passion's through the roof and that so it's just it makes me just pissed off with them um i am really excited for their shows because people are going to be ready to rage at a show like that oh yeah Uh, people are going to be dying for that so that'll be great yeah um and then just like top it off a little bit like it's just talking about white supremacy like i have to bring up again like this is a white person problem this is something mm-hmm. that we need to fix like everyone including myself including kevin including tony we need to fix stuff about uh our white privilege facing it knowing that it exists and just trying to do be better about it and just educating ourselves in some way and i think uh fever 333 really hits it uh, on the head with that uh for the next track that i brought uh and i'll touch on it a little bit later kind of uh, a little saddened he hasn't either put out music or really put out a message at all. But then again, when you drop a song like All Right and really his entire discography, uh, Kendrick Lamar uh, has really, really this track and the, when the music video dropped was still, it still resonates today. And I've seen it included on pretty much anyone's playlist when they do something like this uh, i think it's like also the second or third track on spotify's own black lives matter uh playlist uh but all right has it's just it's a song that's probably gonna go down as the classic off the classic yeah it's it's an all-time uh black power anthem like it's gonna yeah it'll it'll stick with us um just the idea of my knee's getting weak and my gun might blow but we're gonna be all right it's just the idea of living as a black person in america is to always have a target on your back and unfortunately that means we lose black life constantly but they're still here they're still with us they're still thriving they're still you know um so that's the whole idea of just they're always staring down the barrel of the gun, but at the same time, it, 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 it's a strength and testament to the people that they can still say, you know what, we still have joy here. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's why to pimp a butterfly, it's playing with that the entire album. It's an amazing, goddamn amazing album. Um, and uh, yeah, just... Uh, Again, Kendrick's discography is full of that stuff, though. Um, right. So much. He's... Like, I, I, him as an artist, I just, I love him. Um, I listen to Good Kid, Mad City constantly on uh, vinyl. That's one of my favorite records of all time. Um, and then, uh, I mean, that one's amazing. And yeah, just the, how diverse his albums are, too. Right. Because uh, yeah. this track in particular being the one that also kicks off uh, the soundbite from Fox News talking about this track is what then uh, uh, kicks off Damn. 
uh, when I, yeah, when I'm listening to that song, sorry, uh, and I hear stupid-ass Tucker Carlson come in, trying to act like Kendrick Lamar is the reason why black people are not, are you know, are, are dying down in the streets. Right. I, it's like uh, cops wouldn't go... shoot people if they weren't listening to all of this rippity rap hip hop. Yeah, when that cuts in in that song and I'm listening to it and lifting weights, like I want to push some weight through the ceiling, like. Um, but yeah, like, uh, the fact that it then drops right into loyalty and it's just like. <sighs> and I love loyalty so much because it, DNA. I my first what the tracks go, right. Uh, DNA, but but loyalty of my DNA. That lyric, I love it so much because Gian- Giannis, and it was the first sign he's staying, he's staying. when that track dropped uh, four, <laughs> five, six yeah. years ago or whatever. Uh, I remember him just tweeting out, "I got loyalty in my DNA" with a couple bucks uh, emojis. There you go. And I was like, he's staying forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Kendrick. I mean, you, you, you really can't say enough. Um, just about as an artist and as just his overall music. Yeah, I really hope sure. that he uh, does end up dropping an album here sometime this year. Again, like we discussed, I wonder how much the Black Panther one knocked off the schedule a little bit, right? Because <laughs> uh, that was that was very good, but yeah, I didn't plan on making that many songs for them. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of albums that have dropped this year, we're bringing back Run the Jewels Four, uh, Walking in the Snow. <laughs> uh, um, we talked about it a little yeah. bit on the last episode, uh, but just to like dive a little deeper into the weeds of uh, the LPs versus verse and then uh, Killer Mike's verse both uh, speaking to the issues at hand and then also like when the album dropped and we kind of touched on it uh, last episode where someone like asked if uh, Mike specifically had uh, recorded this verse like within the last two weeks because of how uh, like it just was. Yes. You use the word poignant right now. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. And LP responded, was like, no, we wrote this back in the fall of last year. Like, that's that's insane. That's so insane. Uh, go ahead, sorry. Well, and then, you know, just the fact that Floyd's dying words were the same. Mm-hmm. That's another, you know, part of just the fact that now we have more than one basically martyr to the cause folks dying words were I can't breathe like it's just fucked up and just how symbolic those words are yeah it's just it's it's like uh, for for LP's verse I like um, oh sorry oops Uh, sorry um, for for LP's verse I I love that uh, you know uh, he's trying like he's saying Basically, people try to shift the blame off themselves, but who else will there be to blame when there's no one else to blame? Uh, like with that line, so now they're gonna come after you. Uh, another chance to like look inside yourself and know that there, a change can and should be made. And then Killer Mike with his verse, just like he lays it in front of you. Like when you get to that line, I can't breathe. You can't help but think of George Floyd. You can't help but think of like Eric Garner. And, and it's it just like if that doesn't shake you to your core, then like then 
then you're probably part of the problem there. Like just listening to that line, it's or that verse itself for Killer Mike. It's just that's all I can think about there. I don't think they're exactly Marxist. Probably not. <laughs> um, LP's verse, uh, the fact that just mentioning that, yeah, uh, anybody that's poor is on. Un- you guys are gonna eventually be a target if you're not a target now. When they're done with them, like they'll probably come for you. It reminds me a lot of that. Uh, yeah. First, they came for the socialists, and I said nothing. Yes, first um, they, yeah, exactly. First they came. Yep, yep. That's the whole point, and it's because again, money, and that's the whole thing is gotta dismantle capitalism, right? <laughs> for yeah. for freedom to actually occur, because the money is in dividing and conquering. Um, and that's what's happening. But, yeah. So, like I said, I'm not sure if they're exactly Marxist, but LP's point with just the money. And then, of course, being the white member, it, uh, like, I like how he warms up the track. And, but, he, yeah, it, it's Killer Mike that's really going in on exactly, like I said, he, 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 he crafts the blueprint exactly for how this machine just feeds black, light, black life into itself. Especially with the prison industrial complex. 100%. uh, Which is modern day slavery and uh, nothing short of it. It, 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 People are still enslaved. Yeah. So, whew. (laughs) So, Go ahead. Uh, We're not getting any less heavy uh, because the next song I put on here uh, is from the artist No Name. Uh, she's a great Chicago-based rapper. Uh, she's kind of taken a step back because she's actually been a little upset that uh, white folks have kind of co-opted her shows, uh, that she was trying to speak to a population within her own city, and uh, much like a Chance the Rapper or a Challenge Gambino, uh, the uh, uh, woke white uh, to give it a name that I can't really think of a better one uh, have kind of turned her into uh, uh, one of the symbols of like no I can't be racist I listen to this individual here uh, no name yeah. uh, uh, but that this this uh, the song that I put on here is song 33 uh, and it was specifically a uh, response song to J. Cole, who put out a song, Snow on the Bluff. Uh, he released it two days prior, uh, and it's largely about No Name's role in the 2020 movement here denouncing racial injustices in the United States. Uh, but it kind of like, kind of shouts her down a little bit, uh, and it's yeah. and it's kind of a response to a tweet that she put out uh saying that he was uh, 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 like it, it's weird that we had so many artists uh, being on the uh, the tip of uh, uh, being uh, uh, black power movements and whatnot when it came to selling their records but now that we're actually in a Black Lives Matter movement uh the silence from them was kind of deafening. Uh, J. Cole took issue with it and put out his song. This song is kind of that response to uh, that song there. Uh, she was fairly upset that, like, why not just interact with 
the tweet that she had fired off. Why did you need to go and put mm-hmm. out a song for this to get your clicks, to get your listens, to put a little bit of money in your pocket? Uh, and it also, like, it the it's an entire uh, uh, issue with the whole black community, but she very much focuses in on how aggressively it destroys black women. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was just a bizarre him showing ass at, like, the worst moment. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's like, why are you coming after her? Especially somebody that's been doing the work now because a couple years ago she was a capitalist in the sense of, oh, we just need to open our own businesses and we'll be fine. Uh and then instead she got rad- you know, radicalized and now has her own reading book club and is, you know, she's a Marxist now. And J. Cole then showed ass by doing that and then following it up with basically apologizing, going like, well, I don't read. So, and she's doing the reading. <laughs> like, all right, well, especially as the conscious rapper J. Cole, that's really showing ass for going, I don't do any reading on my subjects. Hey, that's the phrase I was looking for, conscious rapper. Uh, yeah, so he kind of really showed ass and uh, made me feel vilified for not being a big support, like not really listening to his music. <laughs> like him yeah, going after yeah. No Name and then on top of it being like, I don't really read. <laughs> How are you going to be a conscious <laughs> rapper who wants to rap about, you know, <laughs> black liberation and not yeah. read? Like, come on, man. A, and I think that's just, like, I think that just shows, like, uh, society as a whole, like, and how selfish they are. Yeah. It's like, if someone does any sort of, any sort of thing that they think is offensive or being, like, or, like, feel like they're getting called out for something, then they'll go on the attack. And I'm like, well, it's not even about yeah. that. So I don't know why you made it about yourself instead. I, it's just it, fucked up. Well, it's just, like, acting like activism gives you clout. Um, it reminded me of, you know, somebody gave you know, basically tried to make controversy with Frank Nitti over some, you know, protest. They felt like they were overshadowed and, like, he showed up and stole their clout. And it's like, yeah, activism yeah. clout. You know, those mm-hmm. big deals that everybody are signing because they're activists. Like, like that's ridiculous. If you're trying to gain clout during a time, like, if you're worried about clout during a time like this, get out of the way. Right. So yeah, J. Cole kind of made an ass of himself. <laughs> um, so All right, Kevin, go ahead. Yep. For the next track, I couldn't bring myself to put uh, Machine Gun Kelly on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I did his cover of Killing the Name did uh, remind me of another Rage Against the Machine cover that... Uh, was put out within the last year, and that's uh, Denzel Curry with Bulls on Parade. Uh, that oh that one's a little more yes. in the military-industrial complex rather than uh, any of the... But it's all... It's still relevant. Like, mm-hmm. none, of, none of these uh, complexes exist in vacuums separate of each other. Everything is intertwined and commingled and... Uh, yep. Like, I totally forgot that he puts his own verse into the song, and it all, like, helps complete this idea that it's all interconnected. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, During that solo? Fuck yeah, dude. That's such a good verse. 
Yeah, and uh, again, this one's on my workout playlist back when I used to do that. Um, and <laughs> again, just you want to run through a wall. Like Denzel Curry's endlessly talented. Um, but yeah, uh, like so I, I just th- it was a like amazing cover. <laughs> I just, I just think, like, you know, the song itself, Rage Against the Machines, original version itself, made you want to run through that wall, but then you have, like, this aggressive rapping and uh, and, and the, the aggressive way he is able to say these lyrics and cover these lyrics just make it so much harder than it was originally. And it was, it's originally, like, a hard song in general, but then, like, Denzel Curry just turns it up, like, five, six thousand notches just to fucking really drive the point home. It's, uh, it's, it's super good. I fucking love bulls on parade and I, I think I actually did make this claim uh, a couple weeks ago where I said I think my favorite Rage Against the Machine song is uh, bulls on parade, parade. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to really yeah. think of it uh, of what my favorite uh, Rage song would be I couldn't give you one off the top it, it would definitely have to be something I'd need to sit down with the three albums again and just yeah. really really dig into it uh yeah, I, I talk about a band that really, really missed them when they disappeared for the entirety of uh, the Bush administration. And, you know, oh yeah, uh, could have used them in during the Obama administration. And, re- <laughs> and, you, know. and you know, this one here, and, you know, <laughs> just just uh, one of the most poignant uh, political bands of the last 20 years, 30 years, like just just would have been great to, be, to have them around saying things to be fair i do have to say i do like prophets of rage that kind of makes up for it a little bit like they did come out with that album in like what 2016 2017 oh even where i think it was 2018 was wasn't it? it hold on i, I, I think maybe you're heard. right i think you're right uh no it was whatever, 2017 whatever album it was had unfuck the world yes. okay uh yeah but uh uh I think that's a yeah. I think that's a, a, a good makeup. Like I know we couldn't get uh, you know Rage Against the Machine, but still Profits of Rage. I mean, it's fucking that's still good right there. Um. All right. Uh. So those are Kevin's. Uh. I'm gonna start my list off here, and I think uh, and it's not just because I've been watching a lot of Community, uh, but I really enjoy uh, Childish Gambino uh, and his work because he kind of like talks about. Uh, how he makes both white and black music, kind of going back to what you guys were talking about with uh, No Name. Uh, and uh, this this song really highlights uh, highlights what's wrong uh, in America with this song, This Is America. And I think uh, it kind of touches on how Tony was talking about it, how like white people would blast this song and not really understand the meaning of it. Uh, but then here we are, like... But if you like break down everything about the song, and if even if you want to go even further in like the music video itself, it's just like super powerful to look at. Like how I guess like the biggest thing is how America treats guns over black people. Like if you look at the music video, uh, you'll see like Donald Donald Glover. Uh, it's like whenever he shoots a gun, there's always somebody there with a red velvety cloth to take it from him after he's all done with it. And I think that's a big point of everything, but then how everything is also easy and accessible because you have your phone. 
um, like, uh, um, specifically that one part where he's like, this is Sully, that's a tool. Uh, in the music video, he might make it sound like it's a prison thing, and I guess the way it's used as a tool is like, that's how mass incarceration starts, and that's how you get all these uh, slaves again, or the enslaved people It's again. a tool in the fight against police brutality. Uh, if there's ever oh, yes, that's if there's say. been one thing, like, cops killing people isn't anything new. It's they're getting caught. That's yes. if, well, that's if, what I'm if saying. it's not for uh, the fact that we have video cameras in all of our hands now. Uh, that, yeah. Like this this yeah. entire movement still like probably doesn't happen the way that it's happened. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, and I think I think uh, that's why I think it's such an interesting line because you can take it two different ways, and it's two different messages with one message. Because like when you say this is a celly, uh, you're either talking about a jail cell or a cell phone, and I think both are correct. Like white people or the system uh, systemic racism uses the cell, uh, jail cell as a tool to do mass incarceration to make sure that uh, slavery is still a thing, uh, and then the cell phone is what you said, like being able to hold these cops accountable and actually have a movement going, and that's. Well, I think I love this song because it's like meetings are everywhere in this music video, in this song, and everything. I say that music video is so dense with so many visual metaphors. Holy. It's <laughs> it's really hard to like somebody back when it came out was like uh, the song doesn't really work without the music video, but I feel like the two are so inseparate. Like you you can't really listen to the song without envisioning things in the music video. So there's not really yep. a separation of the two at any point. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, uh, the song is iron. Like, it's filled with a ton of irony. Um, and then, like I said, uh, the fact that it was a runaway hit, so you had uh, bars and rooms full of just white people mostly are just completely playing it. It just makes it so much more ironic. Um, and so that's, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it, like every line is kind of ironic. The title's ironic. The chorus is ironic, and then the people that were really blaring it made it ironic. <laughs> um, I know, and it just it made the song work even that much more if you think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just like calling all those people out, and it's fantastic. Like. When I first heard this song, and then I checked out the music video, I like did, this is all within the week that it came out. Uh, I just remember like just thinking to myself and trying to break everything down and trying to get analysts of like this or an analysis of like this music video itself and like everything about it. I'm like, holy shit, this is a bigger thing than just being a song that you can like. And people sometimes didn't look past that, you know. Um, I think my next track here, of course, we have to bring back Run the Jewels. <laughs> I know it's like two weeks in a row, uh, but here we go. The song Just, which has uh, Zach De La, De La Rocha and um, Farrell. Farrell. I like right? that you mispronounce both Sorry. of their names. I, I fucked. I don't know. Music podcast ever. <laughs> De La Roca. It's mm-hmm. a- De La Roca. Oh. <laughs> and I'm Pharrell sorry. Williams. I'm sorry. I forgot. I'm not good at reading, okay? I'm not going to be J. Cole in this whole thing, but I, I just fucking... <laughs> at least I read stuff. I just might not say it correctly in my mind. You know, sometimes my brain grapes aren't working so well. Anyways, just uh, this song, it, it kind of goes 
hand in hand with This Is America uh, as far as like, the, the biggest thing in my mind is like talking about the, uh, I don't know how to say this word, abolition, about ab- abolition. 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 You had it right, abolition. The, first had it right the first time. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> now you guys made me overthink, so I had to like think about it more. The abolition of slavery. Um, and like the biggest things are like look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar and then like I'm just like holy shit and then talking about the 13th amendment and by the way if you haven't checked out uh, 13th on Netflix yet please please do so like just about to just watching that documentary yeah <laughs> it's 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 such a good documentary and it's very eye opening and I remember like Amber and I well, I watched it twice and when Amber watched it she's like well this makes me fucking hate politics even fucking more and I'm like I get it I understand um but like, I feel like this song and just watching the documentary will get you a better understanding of how uh, slavery isn't completely abolished and how it's still used today for oppression. And it's just fucking insane. It's it's more Marxism for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe they have been hanging out with Zach De La Roca enough, um, but again, if America treats like as Mar- if. As long as America continues to treat everything like it has a dollar sign attached to it, there's going to be oppression. Because they're Absolutely. just gonna they're just gonna find places where there's no money attached. They're gonna mm-hmm. bank, you know, they're gonna sap the money from it until there's no money anymore, and then they'll discard it, and then they'll blame whoever is oppressed on their own oppression. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that's what it is. It's it's just it's like at, at the end the last line for broca for you it's you know it's just money yep yep and then uh uh my next track here uh this land by gary clark jr first of all uh gary clark jr is is probably one of the best guitarists around right now and i definitely suggest listening to a lot of his music and like it's kind of funny like i shouldn't say it's funny but like it's it's kind of awesome how his most recent album in 2019 doesn't really sound like his older stuff or anything before this album. Um, still one of the most talented uh, guitar players that I've seen recently. But this land, oh gosh, it is super powerful. Like the chorus, it's just like talking about how, you know, people say uh, like he should go back to his own country or like black people should go back to their own country when he actually built this country. Uh, and this country is like, you know, built on the ba- the the backs of uh, of all people that were enslaved and just like that's not really fair to say like hey you should get the fuck out of here because no one wants you here no fuck that it, it's just like he also like talks about how now that he makes money it's a little bit different for him as a black person being in america and how like he has recognition where like if he didn't have this money it'd be a lot different it, it kind of like goes back to when Dave Chappelle talked about being pulled over in, I think it was Ohio, by the same police officer that uh, uh, killed someone the next day. Uh, and luckily, the police officer let him go because he was Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle's like, I shouldn't be Dave Chappelle to survive uh, uh, an interaction with police officers. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good reason. I think uh, Gary Clark Jr. talks about it the same way here in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too, um, the thing that I always consider also, um, with, uh, oppression, or just, I mean, Jim Crow and fucking segregation is only a couple generations old. Right. Right. Like, right. 
like, we can't act like, yeah, like, they haven't got, you know, like, you know, racist acting like, oh, they haven't got their shit, <laughs> yeah, shit together, like, sure, like, it's been a couple decades where even just by law, <laughs> uh, yeah. things were equal. And that's by I, I law. Say, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was going to say, yes. I remember they finally made lynching illegal when my dad was two years old. So my dad was two years old when they finally made lynching illegal. And they're still trying to argue for it to become a federal crime where you have fucking Rand Paul trying to say it's not. Oh, God. Rand Paul. That guy's the biggest piece of shit. Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of big pieces of shit, but he's like, he's also up there being a yeah. big piece of shit. Um, I'd say um, probably top five but... piece of shit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. My, I have to say, like, there's this meme that this one guy, uh, my, my buddy Tom, he uh, owns the exclusive company up in Green Bay. Every time he talks about Ron, uh, Rand Paul, he always has this meme of Andre the Giant choking out uh, Ma Macho Man Randy Savage. And then Andre the Giant is labeled Rand Paul's neighbor. And then Macho <laughs> Man is... <laughs> And Macho Man is labeled uh, Rand Paul, and then there's Ted DiBiase, like, laughing in the background. And then uh, Ted DiBiase is labeled, I don't know, probably God or something. <laughs> it's just, it's so, I fucking love that meme so much, so every time he posts about Rand Paul, I always have to go in there and look at the meme, because it's right there. Um, uh, but yes. Uh, yeah. No, no you were, like, I don't know why I said something. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, my next song, FDT by uh, um, uh, Nipsey YG. and uh, YG. YG with Nipsey. YG. See, I didn't know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it wrong. So I was like, "Is it just YG, or yep. does he say each or something?" No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, but no. I, I think um, you know. I, I have a little bit more to say about this uh, in one of Tony's tracks, um, but I feel like this is where I want to start. How. I feel like Donald Trump gave the voice back to these racists, mm. to these closed-minded people that are all about themselves. Donald Trump was able to do that in four years and almost mm -hmm. like destroy this country. Still trying to destroy this country right now, uh, and 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 I feel like this is why you know fuck Donald Trump. Like, and that, that's that's really all I have for this Donald because. Trump. It'll always be fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fuck I Donald Trump. Don't like the warmonger imperialist Barack Obama. But mm. this has all been a reaction to the Obama pre presidency. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump's election, and then the fact that racist for four years has been screaming, Donald Trump is your president. Uh, we used to mock that, but they know exactly what they're saying when they say that. They're saying the president now is on my side. Those eight years where I didn't recognize America and I was just foaming at the mouth every day of my life because there was a black person that was president. This is my response. This is their response. Yeah. And in four years, we saw That's their it. response. And we see so many, again, of these racists acting like, oh, look at all these musicians are suddenly political experts. YG oh, ain't claiming God, political yes. expertise. He understands it's just the song that's a very simple message, but that's the whole point. Is like, fuck you guys. Like, I don't care. Donald Trump's my president. Like, I still fucking hate you guys because that was the other, that was the funnier part. Is the ones that all thought, oh, we'll be respected now that Donald Trump's our president. It's like, no, <laughs> still fuck you guys. <laughs> you think I liked the president before this? <laughs> he sucked too. <laughs> that's it that's the whole thing like i like how any sort of like reaction against donald trump it means it's like 
we're in favor of like Democrats or anything. Like we like, signed off on Obama drone striking a wedding. No, I hate that guy yeah. too. God, yeah. <laughs> but I just like I, I I've done that too. It's like I remember like criticizing Obama for something, and then one of my my mom's cousins, who's also you know like sixty something, is like, why don't you kids respect the president? And then she blocked me on Facebook. I'm like, I, I don't fucking know what you want from me. Um, but uh, it's that's a thing. And uh, so yeah, the only so yeah, I love this song. Bang it every time. Um, yeah. Uh, I just disagree with uh, YG's line of appreciating Obama way more. No, YG, don't. <laughs> but, um, but the part that I always love when I'm like listening to it with Jess, because it's so true and it makes me laugh every time, is him calling Donald Trump the N-word. And I just picture her Trump-loving, <laughs> oh, yeah. her Trump-loving dad hearing that and just having an aneurysm on the spot. Just the smooth brain going galaxy brain like, oh my god, what is yeah, this? Yeah, just calling Trump the N-word. I just know it would just make so Scanners many explosion. spontaneous <laughs> pants shitting of mega heads if they heard this song. It's my favorite part is that they call Donald Trump the N-word with that and then Dipsy R.I.P. and then him tell it. Yeah. Like, I love, of course, the verse of them fucking with how they fuck with Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I think my, uh, I shouldn't say I think, my last song. Uh, uh, I did want to say one more thing. Oh, go ahead. FGT sure, go ahead. does have a remix where he does bring oh. in white rappers. Yeah, Macklemore. Don't look oh. here. Yeah, Macklemore, and uh, I think MGK is on it too. So, like, whatever. That must be the second Corny. One, I, like, I I, th- I thought they were both on that one. I thought it was Macklemore and uh, Machine Gun Kelly verse. The one, the only one that I saw was with uh, Macklemore. Oh no, Jeezy, Jeezy. I want to say Jeezy and Macklemore on the yes. remix together. Sorry, different corny white guy. That's no, all good. <laughs> the third corny white guy of those trio. Well, we'll make it a quattro and add a uh, logic. Oh no. <laughs> anyway. I feel so. Oh gosh! All right. <laughs> wow. The corn balls. Anyway. All right. All right. My last song that I have is "2020 Riots" by Trey Songs. Uh, it really just kind of like puts things into perspective. Is like why, like this this needs to happen, but why is it still happening? Like it's just really sad to, to see, like this is still an issue and it shouldn't be an issue. But then people are selfish and uh, God, everything that I've said before this song probably all equals up to what's happening in this song and being sad. Like it's just like. It's a sad but yet hopeful song. Like how many how many times does a, like a mother need to cry over uh, their dead son or their dead baby? And uh, it, it just it really like puts things into perspective and like what needs to change. And uh, it, uh, it's yeah, very, that's it. it's the very definition of soulful because you know it's just it's a pian- yeah. it's just a piano ballad, but it's letting mm-hmm. the words speak for themselves. Especially because Trey Songz tends to just be a producer of uh, hip hop that's meant to chart so like hip-hop singles and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh it also it, it's a nice reminder that yeah these producers are probably just world-class musicians on any level it's just right now what pays the bills is creating hip-hop singles right because yeah. uh yeah like here he is is i'm um, playing a piano and you know doing his best john lennon impression while singing about exactly the paint the just very just you know just it comes from the heart yes absolutely uh 
Tony, what about your list? What you got? So yeah, uh, the show goes on. Um, this is Lupe during his height, uh, where he was bringing this to the game. Him and T Pain and Kid Cudi were all doing the stuff that Kanye basically ripped off of the you know trumpets and the big epic choruses um, that just make the song sound like you know uh, it should be in under stadium, like it should be playing in a stadium. Um, but, and then again, it's Lupe's signature, as we saw with the cool, is these really epic sounding beats, but at the same time, his rapping is not, like, trying to, or his rapping is real life. It, it's not just trying to make a catchy pop song. So there's this really, like, cool pop beat that makes it sound epic, but then the lyrical content is about liberation. I'm going to say, it's been a hot That's... minute since I listened to this song outside of the chorus, because all the choruses, like you say, in a stadium, I think I've seen the show goes on used in, like, uh, sport montages for, like, right before the championship game. Numer- it's, yeah, it's too good for that. Numerous times, and... Uh, to go back and like listen to the song is like, oh, there's actually like a message in the verses here that I had completely overlooked back when I first listened to this album. Like, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then so it's yeah. just I love you know it's especially the verse at the end of just singing for the kids, children in the ghetto. Of they can all be stars too, and yeah. you know, and it's a thing that he's lived to, and that's what we covered too of Lupe growing up and being one of those people that gets to live his dreams now, but he wants to lift everybody up, up else up too. And it's just, it's a beautiful, empowering song, um, and it's again what we've talked through this playlist also of just the power of uh, power of the people, and then especially of. Uh, black and brown people to just continue to triumph despite having this target yeah no absolutely and that kind of covers everything and I also I didn't realize that uh, he used the melody from a Modest Mouse song for the chorus and I was like I know this chorus and then I heard it and I was like oh shit this is from that Modest Mouse song and so that was just a pretty cool little thing I wanted to bring up yeah yep that's it I couldn't Um, think of yeah um and now, right, a tri- song, now we uh, we go do a tribe called Quest 2016. Uh, this is We the People. Uh, I named the playlist the We the People BLM playlist before I added this, but that didn't hurt that I thought of that after I named the playlist. Um, mm. I love this album, Tribe Called Quest, classic uh, rap group. Um, just so uh, you know, like so influential and all that and then uh 2016 they released uh thank you for your service we got it from here um uh fife dog one of the members did pass away the same year uh but uh he has the third verse in this one um but that album is basically a response to donald trump's ascendancy um the whole thing basically really um and it's a lot of songs like this of like yep they they don't want us but we got each other because like the first uh first track off the album's called the space program and as the chorus goes there ain't no space program for bleep we're all stuck here together 
you know it's the idea of yeah uh, there is no granted there's no space program period but at the same time if uh, dumbass uh, what's his face what's his nuts space president boy, uh, uh, Elon dumbass oh uh, if he successfully ever makes it off the planet <laughs> do you think he's bringing us with him no no <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, but yeah I think I think that the the, the, the low eerie keys uh, really drive home like the point that is like it's all about labeling everyone that's not white or sorry white and straight uh, as bad people so I mean that kind of goes with your message of the rise of Donald Trump to call back to us yeah. touching on well yeah it's uh, the, uh, the it's suburban the ir- uh, you know they're singing that ironic chorus of oh. yeah all well, you guys gotta sorry, go Kevin. We all it's hate the you. gentrification. It's the it's yeah. the reverse of the white flight here now, uh, where we're just mm-hmm. moving into we're we're cleaning and making neighborhoods better by uh, it's the recolonialism of uh, cities and uh, poor neighborhoods. It's it's really history yeah. repeating itself, and uh, uh, the song it's. And then uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, uh, what was our band that we covered a while ago? Uh, Spanish love songs. The couple tracks that uh, okay. resonated with me off of that one of uh, uh, the the need as a white individual to really re-examine how it is that I'm contributing to the movement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so, uh, like, and I do recommend this album, have it on, uh, have it on wax, uh, just bought it for me for Christmas that year. Um, it's great throughout, uh, great messages, uh, a lot of, a lot of fun to be had. All a tribe's albums are fun. Uh, their beats are always on point. Sometimes their lyrics, especially their older ones are kind of corny. That's why this, uh, thank you for your service. Uh, is so amazing because uh, the lyrics, the lyrical content, it, it, they're not as it's not as much goofing around and like making, uh, you know. Yeah, you get just like off of Midnight Marauders. <laughs> there's just certain, certain uh, one of their classic albums. There's just certain tracks that are just there's that classic rap of you know, like or that just like first wave where I can't think of anything right off the bat, but some of them are just. They'd be considered silly or corny if they came out. Now. Well, it's just uh, <laughs> um, one of my favorite. But, uh, uh, I, I love that group. Um, I watched the performance of this on SNL for some reason. I don't know why okay. I happened to watch it. But I remember how corny it is because the lyric of uh, VH1 has a show you can waste your time with because it's a stupid NBC crowd. Mm-hmm big cheers for that stupid you know where that's just a transitionary lyric for them um but that was but it was also recorded after fife dog's passing so when his verse came up they unleashed this big banner for him which was really cool and then uh busta rhymes did his verse because uh busta's a um frequent collaborator with tribe um so that was it was just a cool moment for uh them honoring their friend on tv yeah, I'm yeah. also surprised you held I back on having. Uh, I I also wanted to mention I admire your restraint on not mentioning oh, the sorry. Romo and Wit, the Tony Romo Jason Witten uh, line. <laughs> yes. Okay. I do. Yes, I do remember that. 
I thought about it. I was like, like hey, vision, wait a like second. Tony, this is a Tony Romo ago. when he hitting. <laughs> Tony Romo when he hitting Witten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but anyways, uh, now we move on to the most intense song on our list. Oh yeah, um, yep. sixteen shots. Uh, so this is Vic Mensa, Chicago yeah, rapper, uh, also a uh, punk band haver now, um, with his, uh, <laughs> damn it, what's the name of their band? But anyways. 93 Punks. Uh, song about Laquan McDonald, who, oh. there we go. Song about Laquan McDonald, who was just hunted and shot down in a street, um, and then they tried to lie about yes. it and cover it up, and then we all saw that, yep, this kid was just executed. Um, and then uh, that chorus, it's, man, oh God. I don't know, like no. my no, blood, my blood like, boils. If it doesn't like, if it doesn't, every time. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't make you mad, like listening to that song. In fact, like after I was listening to the song, I actually saw like. I think they have it up on YouTube. You can check out the 16 Shots uh, documentary uh, on YouTube, uh, the one that Showtime did, and it'll just make you even more mad. Like, uh, like Tony said, it was about. Uh, I'm sorry, Laquan what was McDonald. his name again? Laquan McDonald. Laquan McDonald. Laquan McDonald. Uh, getting yes, getting shot down by police, and it was like seriously 16 shots. Like one cop shot him 16 times. And the cop in question was, like, you know, finally, after, like, a couple of years, was finally able to get charges against him. They go into court, and they find him guilty for all 16 counts of second-degree murder. Uh, and then you're thinking, like, between, you know, 16 counts of second-degree murder, you're thinking that's between, like, 6 and 30 years in prison per count. And you're thinking, like, that's it. He's going away for the rest of his life. And uh, then he just gets six years for everything. Just six years for every single count of that. And that song, that should just, like, frustrate you to know, like, yeah, sure, this cop uh, was tried and put in prison, but only for six years and not actually held accountable for what he did. Like, that's absolutely insane. Especially after you see the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, and then that video was sat on for a long time. Rahm Emanuel, Mr. Uh, Liberal Darling, just sat on that thing. And then lied and lied that he didn't mm-hmm. see yeah, it. Just because of re-election. It was just... Yep. Um, and, but you yeah, say, like, I like, terrifying aspect. again... Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, it was a terrifying aspect of all of our uh, uh, mayoral that the most direct and effective change we can have comes locally, and the amount of hostage holding that police departments and unions have over our government bodies, that the call right now is to defund the police, and that's kind of our short-term... Our uh, uh, catchphrase for a larger institutional restructuring of how we think about how the police department works and how it should be funded and where maybe our funding should go and that effectively across the board, there's really no, even in the most liberal cities, uh, there's no uh, uh, consolation. There's no... uh, coming to a middle and being in the ground like any of the changes all feel symbolic and it all feels because of 
the re-election uh, fear that nobody wants to upset the police force. Like that, that they feel like if they do that, their chances of having a job in the next election uh, are gone, and it's terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely. Just watching all Absolutely. this behavior and the behavior of the system and how it works on a local level and beyond, it just it it just feels like the quickest way I can describe the behavior I see is that it's a legalized mafia. It is run in the same way yeah. Yeah. of it's, it protects the people it wants to protect, the people it sees that have invested in them, and it cracks down on those that are not under their web of protection. Right. And that's the way I see that policing is done at every level for us. It's It, it's, it behaves the same way as a some type of criminal organization. Yeah, absolutely. And so Vic, that's what Vic says in that song. And I also enjoy the part where he's like, this isn't some social conscious song. This is ignorant as fuck. I don't give a shit. Fuck you guys. And we need a lot of that energy. (laughs) There's, you know, you can't call for unity when uh, a group of people just wants to see a bunch of people dead. Can't call for unity. So yeah, fuck you guys. Um, Right. Another FDT type of song. Wanted to represent the brown people. So I brought in CNG, West Coast uh, Mexican rapper, uh, with his Not My President. Love the bass line on this song. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom. No, it's, it's <laughs> it gets me into it every this time. This, yeah. It's super good, um, but this kind of like reminded me, like going back to FDT. Um, I was talking to Xavier, a good friend of ours, who uh, works or he, he does Iffy Brass. Check out his artwork; he's got it all on sale right now. He's got stickers available mm-hmm. right now too. Definitely check out his stuff. He's from Green Bay. Um, I was talking to him, and he's like, you know, it might be hard to kind of change people's minds, but there must be a way that we could possibly, you know, minimize uh, the voices of those ignorant, uh, closed-minded, like, r- racist people. And uh, and, I, and I, I firmly believe, like, the biggest thing that we can do is get Donald Trump out of office, and I think that would take away a big uh, chunk of their, their power to speak freely on being an asshole, so... Uh, I guess that was my little take for this song, and I think that, yeah. You know, it uh, he validates a lot of people. There's, yeah, that's what we were telling earlier. There are fine people on both sides. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just yeah. empowers, he empowers that behavior. Like, you know, like, I don't know, like, he's the guy that called Mexicans rapists, and our president mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so drugs, that rapists, makes them feel like yeah I can call Mexicans yep um so yeah um it, it just is so empowering so even though I don't like Grandpa Joe at all um he's an asshole and he's a Republican mm-hmm. and he's a conservative and this country's gonna make us just uh to you know, ask if do you want fascist conservative or do you want diet conservative? Like that's our big choice. But when one of them is literally doing fascism against people, <laughs> fuck, 
And like, yeah, no, it, it fucking sucks. I have a gun to my head, but you know, it feels like I have a gun to my head. But you know, we're 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 in the swing state, so right. <sighs> and, and and I and yet I mean, again, like, I'm headed really to the polling station, like, not happy at all. Yes, no, absolutely, and I, I firmly do believe like we shouldn't have the option to choose between two douchebags uh, like that. And like any other election, I would be like, yeah, vote for whoever you want. Uh, mm-hmm. Vote for third party. I was like, so excited to not to vote. The third party. <laughs> I yeah. was so excited and, but, not to but vote. But then now and it's then, just like, but and then he, now it's like he's we doing need literal to do this. fascism. Vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like literally being a fascist right, now. Tony, and let's it's get like, to your fuck. last song. Uh, it's Joey Badasses for my people. Uh, this whole record, uh, it's a, it's way more laid back. He's, you know, Joey Badass usually Mike's more, well, his name's Joey Badass. <laughs> uh, he's Sorry, a trap cool artist, name. um, typically. Huh? I said it was a pretty cool name. Uh-oh. Did I cut out? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's badass. No, um, but, okay. But uh, here's For My People. It's uh, from uh, the album. Uh, let me pull it up because now my computer's All American Badass. Um, All American Badass from 2017. Um, there's a lot of songs with this, with, uh, with uh, a similar lyrical content. But, yeah, it's just the idea of. We're just trying to be peaceful and live our lives. Like, please, you know, it, it, it's just like, it, it, it's, I like just the way that I put this as our last track, because it still is on message, but it's more of a dreamlike song to me, where it's just picturing of a better tomorrow for my people. I think yeah. I lost you guys. That's, uh, this has been no, a fantastic No, we still got you. No, 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 we heard you. This is... <laughs> no, I think I think with that, I think we should definitely just wrap up the show. And Tony, Tony's gone right now, but he might be back by the time we're done here. No, we just thought we would give more power to... Uh, try to speak up for uh, uh, being against uh, you know white supremacy and taking the time to listen and enhance black voices that are talking about the issues going on now and I think that's I think we got that message across and I think uh, please do your own research don't just take it from three white dudes right here try to Same. do this if, stuff if for there's you anything but, uh, you can take away from this episode it's listen to the black voices in your community elevate their messages and I know we're in a tough situation here, but if you have uh, a dollar to spare to help these movements uh, for their cause, you know, uh, maybe donate a little. Yes, absolutely. Be as active as you can be. We know it's hard, but we need everyone in this to get this all done together. All right. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Here we go. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Not Exactly Radio. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, a fucking another album. So here we go. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Benny K. And Tony Just Tony. Hey. <laughs> Tony Just Tony. Thank you so much. Kevin, thank you once again for joining us. We really appreciate you every time you're on. Yep, right on. 
All right, cool. We're out of here. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.